Hello and welcome to this episode of By His Word. I am your host and teacher, Candy Carmichael. We have been discussing for the past several weeks the concept of time and eternity as described in the Bible. The Bible is the only book that dares to make predictions hundreds or even thousands of years in advance, and those predictions come true with 100% accuracy on the date or the time that they were predicted. Several books in the Bible describe the end of time as we know it before the eternity future begins. God had a plan from the very beginning when only He existed and the universe with everything in it was still a concept in His mind. We don't know how long it was that he and his early created beings lived in eternity past, but with the creation of human beings on the earth, there was created something that was called time. We have gone through the man's history up until the time of the future event known as the rapture of the church, which is immediately followed by the most horrific time that the earth will ever experience, the tribulation. This is a period of seven years that is primarily designed to show the Jewish people that Jesus was and is their Messiah. But those who rejected Jesus as Gentiles will also go through the terrifying time when the church is taken back to be with Jesus in heaven as his bride. During the first half of the tribulation, a man who will be known as the Antichrist and his partner, the false prophet, will gain control of the entire world system. There will be one global government, a global monetary system, and a global false religious system. Country after country will cede sovereignty to this demonic ruler as he gains world leadership. His headquarters in the beginning will most likely be in Babylon, a region in what is now Iraq. Babylon was the center of government for many of the previous world empires and a demonic region where vicious fallen angels are bound in one of Iraq's major rivers, the Euphrates. While the church is in heaven resting from earthly service and receiving rewards at the judgment seat of Christ, the earth is going through a far different experience. After the initial shock of hundreds of millions of people vanishing from the planet, there started a series of judgment that are designed to bring people to repentance. During the first half of the tribulation, the temple is being rebuilt on the Temple Mount. The Antichrist, who is not fully revealed as such at the beginning, gains notoriety as a peacemaker between the Jews and the Muslims. Whatever covenant was confirmed allowed the Jews to build their temple, most likely adjacent to what is now the Islamic Dome of the Rock. Two witnesses chosen by God, most likely Elijah and Enoch, oversee the construction of the building and the rituals that follow, including animal sacrifice. They are supernaturally protected by God during this time, and anyone who tries to harm them will in the same way be killed. There are also 144,000 Jewish witnesses who appear and are also supernaturally protected. There are 12,000 young virgin men from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. They will bring a witness of Jesus as the Messiah to the entire world, but especially to their Jewish brethren. Of course, many people who were left behind at the rapture who had some knowledge of the Bible and of prophecy will become believers during this time. The famines, pestilences, judgments, and unrestrained evil will all take a great toll on the world population. Those who do not submit to the growing power of the Antichrist and his system will be martyred, especially when they refuse to take the mark in their right hand or on their forehead as a sign of loyalty and worship. At the midpoint of the tribulation, the Antichrist moves his headquarters to Jerusalem, where he sets himself up in the temple built by the Jews and declares himself to be God. The supernatural protection that has been upon the two witnesses is lifted, and the Antichrist kills them. Their dead bodies will be unburied in the streets as the world rejoices at their deaths. 
But after three and a half days, the Lord resurrects them in front of the entire world and raptures them to heaven. Great fear comes on everyone, and a massive earthquake strikes Jerusalem, killing 7,000 people. A tenth of the city is destroyed in the quake. The 144,000 witnesses are also gone at this point, and the Great Tribulation begins. Billions of people have already died at this point, and the judgments continue to come upon the earth. But even in judgment, there will be mercy. God sends an angel from heaven to proclaim the gospel to the remaining inhabitants on the earth. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Revelation 14, 6-7 This is when the gospel goes to every person on earth. Today, the gospel has reached every nation, but during the last half of the tribulation, it will reach every person, so that no one will have an excuse not to believe in Jesus. But several factors are against those living during this time. First is the rampant spirit of deception that Jesus warned about in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. Because people did not receive a love of the truth to start with, they were easily deceived by the lies of the Antichrist and the false prophet. Once the power of the Antichrist is consolidated at the midpoint of the tribulation, it will be mandatory to take his loyalty mark to buy or sell, Revelation 13, 16-18. But once a person takes this mark, he is forever doomed to eternal destruction because he has chosen to serve the Antichrist rather than God. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Revelation 14, 9-11. The pressure to receive this mark will be intense, especially when food and water are scarce and those who control the supply of food and services watch for and report those who have not complied. Family and friends who have taken the mark will betray those who have not, and those people will be forced either to comply or to be imprisoned and eventually killed for their refusal. While the Antichrist himself is a military person who conquers many of the countries surrounding Israel, the false prophet is the one who is the media person. He is the one who promotes the worship of the beast and demands that all people take the mark. Just as the Antichrist arises from the region around the Mediterranean Sea, according to Revelation 13.1, the false prophet arises from the earth, most likely from the same region. Then I saw another beast rising up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all of the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the beast, the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast and who was wounded by the the sword and lived. 
He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast shall both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666, Revelation 13, 11 to 18. Notice that this man, who is also called the beast, is part of the beast system and is described as a lamb but speaking like a dragon. He will present himself as a spiritual leader, but if a person does not obey this man, then he will be killed. This prophet has great authority and is given demonic power to perform deceptive miracles to convince people to worship the Antichrist. When holograms and animatronics were introduced by the entertainment industry, people were amazed at how lifelike these images appear to be. Life-size images of famous people appeared to speak and come to life again. Filmmakers began to alter movies to do the same. We've gotten used to these things and even people acting as body doubles for national leaders. There are even those who say that some people have been cloned. So it will not be a novel thing to see an image speak and appear to be alive. There are multiple reports of the statues of the Virgin Mary that weeps, tears, or images of Jesus on the cross that show blood coming from his wounds. Many regard these things as miracles, so it will be easy for the false prophet to deceive many with an image that appears to speak and live. At the midpoint of the tribulation, the remnant of Jews flees to the wilderness, most likely Petra in Jordan, where they are protected until the return of Jesus. Revelation 12 gives a bit of history as well as a major defeat of Satan during this midpoint. And another sign appeared in heaven, behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on his head. He, his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1260 days, Revelation 12, 3-6. The history part is the first part of this passage that states that Satan, as the dragon, drew one-third of the stars of heaven who were angels and threw them to the earth. This is the number of fallen angels who followed Satan in his rebellion against God when he tried to ascend into heaven to be worshipped like God, Isaiah 14, 12-14. The seven heads represent the seven continents of the world over which he was crowned as ruler when Adam lost the dominion of the earth through sin. The woman represents Israel, which gave birth to the male child, Jesus. Satan tried to destroy Jesus from the time that he was born and multiple times throughout his life. When Israel realizes that the Antichrist is a fraud, she flees to Petra, where God has prepared a place of protection for the duration of the remainder of the tribulation. As an angel, Satan has access to heaven until this point. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was place found for them any more in heaven. 
So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Revelation 12, 7-9. Michael is an archangel and is a warrior angel who is the prince and chief protector of the nation of Israel, according to Daniel 12, 1. And at that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, every one who is found written in the book. When the Antichrist moves to Jerusalem, he stops the worship in the Jewish temple and breaks the covenant that he made with them three and a half years earlier. He sets himself up in the temple and declares himself to be God. This is when the Jews flee to Petra. Jesus warned of this and told the people to pray that their flight would not be on the Sabbath or in the winter. It is between 100 and 120 miles to Petra, and many will literally flee on foot, especially those who live near the border of Jordan. It will be a dangerous trip, and demonic hordes will be trying to stop them, especially for those who are pregnant or nursing or the elderly. It will be a treacherous journey, but the Lord will protect his people. Once the devil was cast out of heaven, he was extremely angry and overcome with hatred toward all people, especially the Jews. The angel describes this saying, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea! For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. Revelation 12, 12. The devil knows end-time prophecy very well, because he is a major figure in it. He knows that at the midpoint of the tribulation, that he only has three and a half years before he was bound with chains and thrown into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. Yet he is still stupid enough to try to stop the inevitable fulfillment of prophecy, even if only to get revenge against God by killing as many of God's creation as possible. Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness to her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had spewed out of its mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ, Revelation 12, 13-17. It is not known at this time what the symbolism of the great eagle and the two wings are that help the remnant of the of Israel escape to, escape to Israel. Some have speculated that there are airlines that come to the aid of those fleeing. Whatever the means, God will provide a way of escape. We're going to take a brief break, and you can find out how you can be witnesses to people in 177 different countries around the world. We will be right back. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click Donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world. 
Welcome back. We've been talking about the time when the Israelites are escaping to Petra. Satan tries to destroy them on the way to safety, but again, the Lord thwarts those tactics and brings Israel to safety. We are now at the midpoint of the tribulation where the Antichrist is thoroughly in control and established in the temple in Jerusalem. With the Jewish remnant safely in Petra, he now turns his attention to destroying the rest of the world. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for forty-two months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. Revelation 13, 3b-8. Notice that this demonic beast was given a mouth. He was given authority to continue 42 months. It was granted for him to make war with the saints. This shows that God is still in control, even of the Antichrist. But it also shows that that the divine covering that the church enjoyed while on earth and that the rest of the world benefited by with the restraint of evil, this was now removed. This results in the indiscriminate slaughter of those who become believers as well as those who follow the Antichrist simply because Satan hates people and he wants to destroy them all in his rabid hatred of God. He blasphemes God verbally and frequently without fear because he knows his eventual doom. If he can convince people to do the same thing, then he compounds his revenge, but he also compounds his punishment. The saints mentioned in this passage refer to both the Jewish believers and to those Gentiles who become believers in Christ. The church does not go through the tribulation because she is not appointed to wrath and she is in heaven with Jesus as his bride. These verses show that even though the Antichrist is based in Jerusalem, his evil reign is over the entire earth. Those who become his followers in every nation will demand compliance with every with worshiping the beast and will not hesitate to execute those who refuse. When the, when the verse says that all will worship the beast whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, this does not mean that they were predestined to hell. God has given every person the gift of choice. The person has free will to choose to serve God or not. But because God is God, he knows who will choose him and who will not. Foreknowledge is different from predestination. So God knew from the beginning those who would choose him. The scene now shifts to Mount Zion in heaven. This is not the Mount Zion on the earth because Jesus is standing with the 144,000 in heaven before the throne of God in this passage. Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Sion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I beheld, and I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing on their harps. They sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn that song except 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth, Revelation 14, 1-3. Their task had been completed on earth, and they are now safely in heaven with Jesus. But a strong witness is now still upon the earth. 
Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, and worship Him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Revelation 14, 6 and 7. Imagine seeing an angel flying through the sky and preaching the gospel in your own language. This angel will be countering all of the lies of the Antichrist and the false prophet. There is still the opportunity to choose, but it is at the cost of your life. The chances of people believing the gospel at this point are diminishing rapidly. And yet, there comes a voice from heaven saying, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on, Revelation 14, 13. This is because they will receive a martyr's crown for their extreme courage in the face of the worst persecution ever to come on the face of the earth. At this point, the last of the seven judgments are about to begin. These are by far the worst because few, fewer are responding to the gospel and the evil perpetuated by the beast and the false prophet is unrestrained. And out of the temple come seven angels having the seven plagues clothed in pure bright linen and having their chests girded with golden bands. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from His power, and no one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. Revelation 15, 6-8 Now once the bold judgments begin to be poured out, it will be like living in hell on earth for those who have taken the mark. The first bowl was poured out, and horrible sores came upon the bodies of those who worshipped the beast. I'm sure that there were no medications or pain relievers that would help those who are afflicted by these sores, Revelation 16, verse 2. Now, when the second bowl is poured out on the sea, it becomes like the congealed blood of a dead man. No one could find water to drink, and many will die as a result. Plus, a food source from the sea will immediately be eliminated, Revelation 16, verse 3. It gets worse. When the third angel pours out his bowl, even the rivers and the springs of water now become blood. Because those in the earth shed the blood of the saints and the prophets, this judgment gives them blood to drink, which of course is a death sentence for them. Revelation 16, 4-6. It would then become very dangerous to be outside in the sun. The fourth angel pours out his bowl on the sun, and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God who has the power over the plagues, and they did not repent and give Him glory. Revelation 16, 8 and 9. Few things are more painful than a burn, and this would most likely be a second-degree blistering burn, which is actually more painful than a third-degree burn, which destroys the nerves. The people who are burned like this still refuse to repent, and they are left in their misery. The fifth bowl judgment was darkness and an unexplained generalized pain that nearly drives them mad, but still they do not repent and give God glory, Revelation 16, 10, and 11. I am wondering if those who take the mark of the beast are changed in their minds so greatly that they do not even have the capacity to repent. Do they become so hardened to the Holy Spirit that they no longer can respond? Even though the judgments are harsh, those judgments are still given with the possibility that even some of the people on the earth 
realize that God is still in control and turn to him in their desperation. Now when the sixth angel pours out his bowl, it afflicts one of the region's largest rivers, which is the Euphrates. It is interesting to note that even today, this mighty river is drying up in some spots. There are news articles that have been written that show that there is a substantial lowering of the amount of water in this river that endangers the water supply for millions who live along its banks. But when it dries up completely during the tribulation, it is for a very specific reason. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw the three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophets. For they are the spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty, Revelation 16, 12-14. This stage is close to the end when the great battle of Armageddon is about to begin. And they gathered them together to the place that is called in Hebrew Har-Mageddon, Revelation 16, 16. Now this place is also called the Valley of Megiddo and is a large plain in northern Israel. It's also known as the Jezreel Valley. It has been the site of many historic battles and it is also the place where trade routes came through rather than trying to go through the mountains or the deserts. I have personally been to Israel and I've stood on the hill that overlooks this valley. It was a really strange feeling. It was like standing on an empty stage or in an auditorium before a play begins. And it was knowing that one day this battle this was that was going to take place would be the greatest one on earth and that the bodies would be piled up high to the horses' bridles as the Antichrist fights the Lord and his armies on their return from heaven to stop the total destruction of the earth. One of the arguments that people have against this particular verse where it says that the blood shall be up to the horse's bridles, that would actually be impossible because blood itself would not be able to be that that high. The area would be 200 miles long. But what it is, is that these bloody bodies are going to be piled up on the earth, and that's what it's talking about. Now, when the seventh angel sounds, the angel pours out his bowl into the air rather than on the earth. A loud voice came out from the temple of heaven from the throne saying, It is done. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as a mighty and great earthquake as had not occurred since man was on the earth. Now the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the mount of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Then every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And great hail from heaven fell upon men, each hail stone about the weight of a talent. Men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, since that plague was exceedingly great. Revelation 16, 17-21. I read an article just this week where some people are building underground bunker, bunkers knowing that something is going to happen. They they may not be believers, but they understand that there is something in the air and a great apocalypse is coming. One of those bunkers is built by Mark Zuckerberg in Hawaii. But this verse says that every island flees away and the mountains were not found. So the earth is leveled during this time. Great destruction comes 
physically to the earth, to the mountains and the plains, and the earth is going under great destruction. Now, in Roman times, the weight of a talent of silver was about 100 pounds, so that there, these hailstones were obviously lethal. You did not want to be outside when these hailstones were falling. The Apostle John, who was the youngest and the last of the apostles to be living at this time, wrote the book of Revelation while imprisoned by Domitian, the current Roman Empire or emperor, sorry. John was on the Isle of Patmos, where many prisoners were sent to die. Now, Revelation is a series of visions that were given to John while there. At times, he is given the view from heaven, while at other times, he is shown what is occurring on the earth. Although the events described in the book are real and and they are also in the future, the symbolism can be confusing to the readers. But John had to disguise the identities of some things or else the ones who had imprisoned him would have destroyed this book and we would never have had the book of Revelation to read. For example, Babylon is the code word for the current empire of Rome at that time. If his captors had suspected that the prophecies pertained to them, they would have burned that scroll immediately. We will continue with this series and conclude our study of time and eternity in the new year, the Lord willing. Until then, remember the reason why we celebrate Christmas with the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Give Him the best gift of all this year if you have not already done so. Give Him your heart and your life so that He can give you eternal life in return. Until next time, keep listening for the trumpet. Merry Christmas and may your new year be filled with His richest blessings. We hope you are enjoying today's show. We believe that God has given us a voice to impact communities and regions all over the world. If you would like to make sure that voice is heard, please partner with us today by visiting www.expressionradio.org and click Donate. You can also text give by texting the dollar amount followed by the word radio to the number 84321. First time text givers, please choose Expression Church of Huntington when prompted. All gifts are tax deductible. Join us as we change the world.